Hey, Mr. Cotton, where are you headed? In the direction I'm walking. Uh-huh, would you like a lift? No, I don't like to ride in cars. Might get to like it, and then I'd vote one. Hey, uh, how about if I do some fixing on your house? It won't cost you nothing. Sure, but the worst thing to do to be to fix it up, I might like it. Isn't that a good thing? No, I want to move. Why? House falling apart. That's kind of like a Zen riddle, isn't it? Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at The Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. You know what I was thinking of doing? What? Um, well, I remember all the comedic stuff I was telling you about on my run today. Yes. I, uh almost slipped on a banana peel, which would have been hilarious, and also I might have died, because I'm an old person trying to run. Um, <laughs> and I was telling you about the uh, the humorous sound effects I would have made and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, sorry, I was thinking. Um, my dedicate, I'm dedicated, I think, I like to think, to uh, comedy in the old, the old tradition. Like, okay. like in the vaudevillian tradition. Uh-huh. And... I'm, I'm excited for where this is headed. <laughs> well, it's not really headed anywhere because anywhere, I'm not actually going to do it. But I wanted for a while to um, put as my profession on like any government forms or whatever. I wanted to put song and dance man <laughs> because that's what I feel like most accurately encapsulates uh, what I'm all about. And uh, my spouse was very against this. Because I, I sometimes joke around. <laughs> I've joked around on government forums before. I won't, I won't mention the uh, the specifics about it. But um, on like a medical thing that I was filling out for the actual federal government. Oh, boy. Um, um, it asked how long something has been going on. And I, I wrote one billion years. And by one billion <laughs> years, I, I, I mean I wrote out all the zeros. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the guy reviewing it was like one wait, how many is this and he thought it was really funny and he counted them all and he was like is this a billion and i was like yep and uh spouse not pleased with that and they're like you do not do that on government forms this is official stuff <laughs> and uh oh, that's funny so it would have made them very i think annoyed if they found out that i was putting song and dance man on <laughs> on government forms. I still want to though. I don't know. Like, and if they ask what exactly do you do, like with your time during the day, I, I will say, well, I do a little song, a little dance, a little seltzer down your pants. And uh then hopefully I would cartoonishly have a uh, seltzer bottle that I would then spray down their pants. You see, the hope here is that this show really does make it big for us. <laughs> yeah. Because then it won't fucking matter. You can say whatever you want to on anything, and you're like, "Yeah, but I got money." So yeah, you see, that's that's exactly what I want. I want to be like eccentric, you know? Yeah. I Don't want we to, all? 
Yeah, and people will be like, well, he's eccentric. He can he like the IRS will show up to audit me and I'll I'll be doing like silly cartoon things and they'll be like, Well, he's he's an entertainer, it's what they're like. And just get away <laughs> with anything. You know, that's what Bob Dylan calls himself. An entertainer song and dance man. Oh, there you go. Me and Bob Dylan. We yep. are we're alike in more ways than one. Yep. I'm also incomprehensible. <laughs> hey. Anyway, all right. Let's let's dive into this. Well, in every episode, we give a brief summary of the movie after our little bit of banter, which you just heard. You're welcome. And then <laughs> we go into the notables. People are like, we didn't say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, we know you didn't. <laughs> so then we go into the potent notables which are notable things we found out about the production of the movie um or just sort of in general in relation to the people in the movie um and then uh we go into a what's what we call the movie overview which spoiler alert is just us talking about the entire movie from beginning to end so if you haven't seen it um you're probably not going to want to listen to the movie overview go see if you it. want to see it um, but then we do, the next segment is the rank, and that's where we rank the movie on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the best, in ten categories. And then we add that all up between Zach and I, that's the cumulative rank, and that's how we're ranking all of these uh, action movies. But today, the action movie we're ranking is Fire Down Below. The 1997 film starring Steven Seagal with a story by Jeb Stewart and a screenplay written by him as well, along oh. with Philip Morton. For a second, I was like, why did it take two guys to come up with the story and screenplay for this? I'm not... Well, you know what? I'll give it away right now. I, I can't remember if I put it in the Potent Notables or not, but basically Jeb Stewart wrote this, and it was going to be... Uh, I think Bruce Willis was attached. And I'm, then, trying to, I'm trying to discern if that's a joke or something. No, it's and not. No, I think but, he, I, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm understanding that that is not in fact a joke. For a second, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> so, so Bruce Willis was attached to star in the Jeb Stewart written, uh, you know, screenplay, right? Mm, mm. And then they were like, No, let's have Steven Seagal do it. And Jeb Stewart was like. Really, this doesn't seem like the type of movie for him. Like, no, it's not. We're gonna bring in Philip Morton here, and he's gonna make it a Steven Seagal movie. It's really not the right kind of movie for him. That's why we're changing everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and it, it just, was. It's like, oh man. <laughs> um, I also think it's an interesting name, Jeb Stewart, because, and maybe it's because I'm a history nerd, but I see that name and I just think Civil War, because mm -hmm. um, there was a General Jeb Stewart. But Where was there? I didn't know that. And uh, and it was directed by Felix Enriquez Alcala. Um, it was his first direct, uh, it was the first time he directed a movie. But Fire Down Below follows EPA agent Jack Taggart as he investigates toxic waste dumping in a Kentucky town. He uncovers corruption and risks his life to <laughs> Otherwise expose Otherwise known as this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, I just felt appropriate. Um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Well, he uncovers corruption and risks his life to expose the truth, highlighting themes of environmental protection and corporate greed. So that's the summary. Yeah, it sounds about right. I did a real quick one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we've ranked aliens, cliffhanger, central intelligence, blood sport, the mummy, predator, hero, Iron Man, speed, bullet train, Jason and the Argonauts, Mission Impossible, bullet, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Spider Man, Mission Impossible 2, Inception, The Accountant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Robot Jocks, The Nice Guys, The Fifth Element, The Equalizer, and Edge of Tomorrow. That's that list is getting quite big. Mm, it's, we, we've got a we've got a, a large collection of what are these action movies? I yeah, I can think of the word for it. <laughs> we might be getting to the point where we have to tell people you can go to our website if you want to see the list of uh, yeah. I'm glad you read ranked. it. Kennelly. I don't. I don't want to read it. <laughs> well, the last one we did was Edge of Tomorrow, and uh, and it was it was kind of it was the first one in a while that reached the A tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not only that, but it came really close to the S tier. Oh, I, I I felt like that might have gotten to the S tier. I felt like it sh- would have been while we were reviewing it. I was like, man, this is going to be up there. And it didn't quite get there. That's it was really close. I mean, it's it's the closest one to S tier without being an S tier. So mm-hmm. it was only 0.7 points away. Oh, um, poor age of tomorrow. And now we go to fire down below. Mm. So I think my opinion of this movie is going to surprise you. I won't say anything. I think you're going to be surprised. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm excited. So I'm, I'm guessing though, we won't start a streak with this <laughs> a tier to a tier, but Oh yeah. You know, well, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, this is our first Steven Seagal movie, though, so I am I am very excited. What about you? No. Not for that reason. <laughs> uh, it's actually the idiot. first Steven Seagal movie I think I've ever seen. Um, so what's interesting about that is that I think this was the first Steven Seagal movie that I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was either this or Exit Wounds. And I think it might have been exit. Actually, I think it was exit wounds. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch another one. And I watched this one. Um, and then I ended up watching more. So no, wait, no, wait, because you saw executive decision with me. That's the one that Kurt Russell is in, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, he's only it's, in it for like it a, a few minutes. Five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still, not counting that. <laughs> they marketed it as a Steven Seagal movie, if you remember. Well, they got me in the door. Yeah. <laughs> I can't right, think well, it, was, it was the door of your house because I'm pretty sure that's where we watched it. You're right. I think we did watch it at my house because we did not watch it in theaters. No. Um, all right. Well, let's get on to the potent notables. Potent notables. So, as always, we're going to start with the box office. Amazingly, when this came out, it was number one at the box office for its first weekend. Hmm. Although it was a weak weekend because it was number one with only six point one million dollars. Oh, <laughs> nowadays that's a that's a bad day for some of these movies. Yeah, um, for a you know, for this type of movie, yeah, that's a bad day. Now, it didn't do all that much better <laughs> for its entire run as it ended with. million domestically, and it didn't get released internationally. Okay. So that was the total box office take, $16.2 million, which is not bad when you consider that the budget was $60 million. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, this did not do well. I I, I don't know. I thought it did. It shows what I know. 
<laughs> nope, did not. It was a flop. Um, now, interestingly, this movie was the last of a four-picture deal that Seagal made with Warner Brothers. So they signed him to a four-picture deal after the success of Under Siege. Mm -hmm. Right, He was locked in with Warner Brothers for his next three movies, and then he was allowed to work with another studio for a fourth, and then his fifth had to be with Warner Brothers. Right, um, But here's what's really wild. Warner Brothers ended up getting four and, a, four and an eighth movies from him, right? Because mm -hmm. his first one under the contract on Deadly Ground was also his first as a director. Naturally, the cost of the film started to balloon, so Warner Brothers agreed to let him keep going if he took the overages out of his salary. This movie on Deadly Ground was also an environmental one, so it was very important to, to Mr. Siegel. Yeah. Um, so he was like, you know, I got to keep going. And I think we definitely need to rank that at some point because apparently he's got like a really, really long monologue speech, which is awful. And I just, <laughs> I've never seen right. it. <laughs> I, I think just, he was good. <laughs> I just, I feel like I have to see that at some point. Um, but it ended up ballooning so much that his salary didn't cover it. <laughs> so he personally lost money on this movie. Yeah. He had to agree to be in a supporting role to forgive the debt. And that is where we get the early death and executive decision and why that doesn't count as one of the four for Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. No, no wonder they marketed it as a Steven Seagal movie to try to get their money's worth, you know? Right, exactly. Um, we got to get, get that big Seagal demographic in the door for this one. <laughs> Or to make up all his money he wasted on that other thing. So executive decision did make good money, but I mean, you had Kurt Russell there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we'll end up doing that movie at some point. But you take that out of it, the four that he did under contract, uh, the only one that made money, or decent money anyway, was Under Siege 2. Mm -hmm. If there's an Under Siege 2? Yeah, Dark Territory. You didn't know that? No, I barely knew there was an Under Siege 1. Under Siege 1 is, is on a boat, and Under Siege 2 is on a train. Oh, okay. We're just going to go through the... Under Siege 3 is on a Zeppelin, Under Siege 4. <laughs> I don't know why there weren't more Under Sieges, because it was great. Um, on, that, uh, on one of those tourist submarines that just exploded. <laughs> be the end of it. So... So now, you know, we know we've got Under Siege 2 on Deadly Ground. It was the first one to fire down below. The other one of the four, and I'm curious if you'll, if you'll, and I'm curious if you'll remember this, but uh, it was the Glimmer Man. Um, I think in an Ivory Wayans. Yeah, I, it, Glimmer Man was suggested to me. I think because I was, I, I was looking up on what, what is this movie? Um, Fire Down Below. Fire Down Below. <laughs> I was gonna say this movie. Um. Yeah, and it was like, do you mean the Glimmer Man? I was like, I do not mean the Glimmer Man, thank you. <laughs> um, so not surprisingly, Warner Brothers was done with the contract after that. They're like, yeah, we're all done with you, Siegel. <laughs> um, no, it sounds like it went great. I'm surprised that they didn't want any part of him after that. <laughs> well, they did end up doing another movie with him. They did Exit Wounds, which actually did well, well at the box office. So, uh-huh. So... That's the fun. Uh, that's the fun story of his contract here. Um, 
But let's go on to, to is it Marg or Marge Helgenberger? I, I, I assumed Marge, but I, you know, don't care. So, well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Marg because I like that better. Um, cause it's ridiculous. <laughs> so before <laughs> Marg, so before Marg Helgenberger took the lead female role, Lisa Guerrero, who was an inside edition correspondent said, Steven Seagal asked to meet with her at his home to do a quote unquote private audition. Yeah, I think we know where this is headed. I would not go to that if I were her, but... <laughs> well, she went with someone else. Okay. With, like, a manager or something, but... But nonetheless, Seagal answered the door in nothing but a silk robe. Uh-huh. He then took them into a side room where he sat in an oversized, ornate chair on a platform <laughs> and asked her to read her lines. Uh -huh. So, to be clear, she was auditioning for the role that Marg got. Uh-huh. Um, he told her she was great. And so Lisa was feeling good on the drive home. You know, like, I think I, I think I got this. So then her manager called her and told her, quote, Stephen wants to offer you the lead, but you have to go back to his home for a private rehearsal tonight. End quote. <laughs> so she declined. Yep. Because she's smart. <laughs> Um, and the lead role went to Marg and it makes you wonder like not, and I'm not impugning Marg or Marge. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it like this, but it does make you wonder like, did he do something to her, um, for her to get the role? Yeah. Anyway, Lisa did get a small role and I actually, I, I was planning on looking for her, but I never ended up, um, seeing her, but her role was blonde beauty. Okay, uh, so it's not yeah. one of the twins. No, no, what, the twins were actually—they uh, were a couple. They were a famous country singer's twin daughters, and it was Loretta Lynn or Tammy Wynette. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It really but, doesn't. No, <laughs> not even a little. But of course, now Stephen wasn't done. Eventually, he approached yeah. her on set. There are more people to sexually harass. No, no, this is the same woman. Same woman. He hasn't yep. quite gotten done with her yet. Nope. Eventually, he approached her on set and said, quote, would you like to go into my dressing room? You'd think that, you know, he might actually get the get the message at this point, but no, it seems not. And she declined again. <laughs> She's like, um, no, you <laughs> ponytail fuck. Um, so, Yeah. See, see, he seems like a fun guy. So Lisa also said, quote, that's exactly what Steven did. I found out later he was notorious for this, end quote. Huh. Yeah. And whenever whenever we great. end up doing Under Siege 2, we'll yeah. have a fun one for that as well. That I found. More sexual harassment. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, here so it is. Oh, sorry. I'm starting to be licky about this movie. <laughs> I know. You know, I mean, but anytime we do a Seagal movie, it's going to feel a little icky. Um, well, not as anywhere near as icky as his co-stars felt. Yeah, no kidding. Especially when they agreed to go back to his dressing room. Well, I saw this uh, this interview, like a TMZ interview, you know, like so a paparazzi style interview yeah. with uh, with Marg, and this guy just randomly was like, "You were in Fire Down Below with Steven Seagal, right?" And she was like, "Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about that." So, and it was very much like, I don't want to fucking talk about that. Yeah. Know. So, 
Now, I don't know if that's because she thought it was a bad movie or because, you know, she doesn't like Steven, but I was hoping there was a little bit more there to it, but unfortunately not. But anyway, I I was telling you about the Jeb Stewart scripts thing with Bruce mm -hmm. Willis. I do have it as the next potent notable here. So I'll just, I'll uh, make sure, I'll, I'll read it off and make sure that we got it, that I got it right when I originally mm -hmm. told it. So originally Jeb Stewart's script had Bruce Willis attached as the lead. Of course, back then, it was a drama with detective elements. When it got turned into a Seagal movie, they brought in Philip Morton to convert it into a Seagal movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Makes you wonder what it would have been. Um, do you like have an idea of what makes it a Seagal movie rather than a than a Willis movie? Because, like, what what elements did they add to make it Seagal-y? Well, the next potent notable we're actually going to discuss it because um, not only did they want to make it a Seagal movie, uh -huh. but they also wanted to make sure that there was no element of like trying to make it more than a Seagal movie, right? Okay. So apparently Warner Brothers wanted to make sure that Fire Down Below didn't turn into On Deadly Ground and edited, edited the shit out of it. They took out the opening action sequence involving Taggart and his partner, who had a much larger role until the changes. <laughs> is, that, they deleted... is, that, is that why the, the part with him is like a complete afterthought? Yeah. <laughs> I loved reading this and then watching the movie because I was like, oh, that's so... Because, you know, I've seen it before and I didn't think much of it. Yeah. But now, like, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like, why... <laughs> It's yeah. such nonsense. They deleted a lot of the plot and character building scenes, which, by the way, I find hilarious. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's a Seagal movie. We don't want plot yeah. or character building. Less plot, the better. <laughs> um, and they removed some of the bigger action sequences, like the opening one mentioned earlier, or a second ago here. Um, there was a, a complicated chase scene that took place at night and ended, and ended in a tanker truck full of toxic waste crashing into a train on a river bridge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was removed. There was also a scene where Taggart kills the second corrupt FBI agent by burning him alive in a gas station explosion. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that too. <laughs> yeah, but that was changed to leaving to, to him leaving him alive through cuts. So what's interesting is that if you watch the trailers for the movie, you'll see clips of all these scenes that got cut. Uh -huh. oh. So they, they like left them in the trailers. <laughs> like you should watch this movie. It's like really good. And then they're like, Oh, we took all the good shit out. Yeah. All of that immolation death by fire. It's all gone. <laughs> um, and it's funny. I actually forgot about that. The whole, the gas station burning them alive thing. Mm -hmm. When I watched the movie, I wish I had remembered it when I was watching it. Cause now thinking about it, I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause I, I actually, well, we'll get to it, but I, I actually I was like, oh, that's cool that he didn't do that, that he didn't end up <laughs> killing him. Um, and as, as it turns out, he definitely was going to kill him. <laughs> he wanted to. Now, Sarah Kellogg's house was built on the mountain uh, because the producers liked the view. So they actually just built that house. Okay. <laughs> um, so the owner of the land allowed them to build and film there as long as the house was structurally sound and he could keep it after the movie was finished. That sounds like a pretty decent deal from his perspective. Right? He moved into it after production wrapped. 
but then it's the same quality as any Steven Seagal related thing. And <laughs> well, he fixed the steps. Apart. This house has no character development. Uh, anyway, I actually thought that was kind of cool that they yeah. were like, "Yeah, here have a house." Um, <laughs> it's just... And the church in the movie, along with the pond next to it, was built as a set at the Perry County Speedway. Mm -hmm. uh, and then actually burned to the ground, as oh. the movie shows. So yeah. they actually burned the church, and there was yeah. only one take for it. And they burned that guy's house down, too, just for good measure. <laughs> yeah, right. He thought you were getting a house. <laughs> um, the Jackson, Kentucky police car shown in the movie were donated to the Jackson Police Department when the movie was finished as well. Oh, so so philanthropic. I mean, kind of. It's a little, it, it makes you feel a little bit better after the previous potent notables, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> um, and finally, we have a perfect Steven Seagal potent notable. Mm. It just so perfectly encapsulates what he thinks of himself versus what actually happens. Okay. So, do you know the who the, the reverend was? The priest, whatever you want to call him? Preacher? Uh, no. Like I, Levin, I, I remember the character, but I don't know the actor. Right? Levin Helm, uh -huh. who's a member of the band. Oh, okay. Um, so he tried to convince Levin Helm, who played Reverend Goodall, to reunite the band, but featuring himself on lead guitar instead of Robbie Robertson, who just died, by the way. Yeah, he just recently passed away. Yeah, but I, yeah. He heard about this quote notable and went, what? And just died. <laughs> right on the spot. <laughs> Only it had been Steven Seagal. Actually, I did notice at that part of the movie that, like, I don't know, it seemed like he inserted himself into the scene as the as a guitar player. And that yeah. makes perfect sense that he would then try to do that in real life. Well, he can, he, not only did he do that on set, but he continued to pursue this with Helm until Helm died. <laughs> What like, a freaking weirdo. He, um, I, I can only... Do people do multiple movies with him? Because it seems like that probably is not like... he. Because it seems like it's such a shitty situation. Such a shitty, like... What's the word I'm trying to look for? Like, uh... Such a horrible, like, experience. <laughs> no, it's like... I can't imagine anyone being like, yeah, I'll do another movie with him, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure there have. I, I, there probably is, right? Um, well, I did see an interview in, in doing the research for the Boat Notables here with Levin Helm, and he uh -huh. was talking about Steven Seagal being a really good guitar player. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, it was actually really fun because he was, he was very musical, and so he, like, he hired a bunch of musicians as actors and so there was just like they were playing music all the time they were just jamming all the time once well, i guess which is kind of neat but i'm yeah, like more positive than it might have been i guess but yeah but i just i i almost wish i hadn't seen it because i liked <laughs> the idea of him thinking uh, of like love and helm being like no you can't be in the fucking band you <laughs> weirdo <laughs> see i can only imagine like Oh yeah, this is gonna be neat. I'm gonna be in a movie. It's a fun action movie. It'll be a fun experience acting. And then he like regrets it the rest of his life because yeah. now he's got Steven Seagal hounding him about joining the band. And oh my god, <laughs> just kick Robbie Robertson out. Yeah, I'll be the lead guitarist. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. You he know, Steven like, Seagal did most of the soundtrack for this, right? Like it's it's him. Really? 
Yeah. I feel a little bad now. I kind of like some of it. Oh, really? That's yeah. yeah that's now really I, I question everything I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, that was it for the Poet Notables. I thought it was pretty good. Not a ton yeah. of them, but, yeah. you know, considering it was fire down below, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not bad. So let's get on to the movie overview. Yeah, can't wait. Movie overview. So we're starting with some old pictures. Mm-hmm. Just um, like random coal miners and stuff. Like, yeah, it was very weird. Like, who are these people? Why are we looking at them? It's like, oh, I get it. It's to show poor Appalachia, right? Yeah. A bit condescending, but that's okay. Oh, I mean, I'm not that's from there. This so whole I'm... movie. Yeah. <laughs> this whole movie is like, look at these poor white trash, you know? Uh -huh. um, but anyway. this, is, this is like we were talking about with the Tuies, where he's like a white <laughs> saver and he is white. I'm like, they're white. <laughs> Uh, and now we see Steven Seagal as a pilot, naturally, because, you know, <laughs> you know, see, I don't know, it's funny because you see Tom Cruise in an action movie and he's flying a plane. You're like, I believe that he's flying a plane. I don't believe that Steven Seagal is doing pretty much anything except for the martial arts stuff. I kind of am not sure I believe that. And I also don't believe that he is like a human being. So <laughs> like him speaking and walking and standing, those are also things I have trouble accepting. But um, yeah, the, the plane, it was like, what, what? why is he in a plane? Like, is he a pilot? Like, I don't, and then it just goes well, nowhere. Like, you know what it is, right? No. <laughs> He's looking at the water. He's trying to look for pollution. Oh, is that, is you that, can that, see it from the plane. He's the worst EPA agent ever because that's yeah. how he inspects things. Looks good from up here, fellas. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all on the next river. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I I actually did think it was kind of a cool scene with the plane going for, like through the waterfall. It didn't make any sense, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but whatever and so now we get the montage right that gets us up to speed on the plot with some not so great acting mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't terrible but not very good and all i was thinking was like so this was actually all like much bigger like there was a whole thing to this yeah, and instead we just got a montage clip yep <laughs> Oh, just uh, I don't know. It's, it seems pretty bad to me at first, but I don't know. It was I was I was like it, it was feeling a little bit like a kind of a weird dream state to begin with because he's flying a plane for some reason, yeah. and then like I don't know. It was all very like it felt like is any of this actually happening? Maybe we're just in like Steven Seagal's weird fever dream because he's he's got these like weird memories that may or may not be real and he may or may not be flying a plane i don't know so it was, it was kind of working for me surprisingly believe it or not i actually so i'm making fun of it um but it i thought it was fine as yeah. far as plot but like i under, i was like okay so i you know i understood what we were doing right mm -hmm. um and i sort of liked that I actually liked that they were like, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. This is this is why he's going there. Okay. Yeah, I was also okay with that aspect of it. Like, yeah, uh, get down there and investigate what's going on there, Taggart. Right. 
That's all we needed. Yeah. It's it's all we needed. I mean, I, Warner Brothers was right. You know, um, <laughs> we didn't need all this plot, right? <laughs> um, and I don't even. I honestly don't even remember what jacket I'm talking about. But I wrote this. What is with Seagal's jacket? Oh, I but, remember what jacket you're talking about because I thought the exact same goddamn thing. It's like a it's like a knee length leather jacket. It's like a freaking duster kind of coat. And it's got like color. I don't know what colors it's got going on with it, but it's got all the colors of the rainbow in there. I think it's like Native American themed, sort of. It's well, it's not, it's very strange and and very him, I think. Did you notice that every scene he had a new jacket? Yeah, he had different. He like, had what whole, was like, Jack Taggart's fucking jacket budget? You know, <laughs> it's half of the budget in general on him and his weird fucking jackets, and they're all weird. It's not like yeah. he's just wearing a normal jacket. He's wearing all these bizarre things. <laughs> it's never, it's never a normal jacket. Mm. It's always something weird. It's like got tons of tassels or it's yeah, really colorful randomly. Yeah, this one had like all sorts of bizarre colors. It was interesting. I kind of didn't hate it, but I kind of also hated myself for not hating it. <laughs> I, this is so honestly, this is why I picked it because I was so curious how this was going to go for you. <laughs> yeah, so far, not that bad. You know, it was like very by the numbers in a way. Right, but I knew that you wouldn't want to like <laughs> Seagal. So yeah, I, that, that kind of kept happening. I kept going, this isn't so bad, but why isn't it so bad? It shouldn't be so bad. And I, okay, so I we're getting ahead of ourselves mm -hmm. here, but that is exactly how I felt when I first watched it. <laughs> feel like and it I thought, this is such a good pick for Zach. <laughs> well, thank you for putting me through this. <laughs> <laughs> well... You put me through Bloodsport and Robot Jacks. So, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> um, I don't even know how you can compare, but all right. And then <laughs> I, I've, I didn't watch it that long ago, but apparently I don't remember anything I'm talking about. <laughs> I said, Jesus, that kid's arm looks terrible. Yeah, that's probably the uh, kid with the toxic poisoning. Toxic waste poisoning. I don't know exactly um, what goes on with toxic waste poisoning, but. That's when he's working on their family, that weird, like, oh, right, right, right. House. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause it's like, oh, are you sick? And he's like, yeah, I'm sick. And then, like, you see his arm and he's like, he's like a fucking leper, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. His skin is coming off and shit. It and, seemed uh, kind of more intense than it needed to be. A little bit. And, like, Seagal at this point is doing a lot of, like, inserting himself where he's not supposed to be which sounds like he's just what he does in general because like he's like talking to these little girls and then he's like so your brother's sick can i can i come into the house and they're like i don't know if i'm a fucking child what am i supposed to say to that and then he like goes into the house without asking anybody and he like sits down right at the kid's bed and he's like hey kid and then the parents are over like uh excuse me hello why is this weird adult man sitting next to our son's bed like looking at his arm it was. I understood that. I will say that the dad was kind of, you know, he made it known that he was uncomfortable. Although the mom was just kind of like, "I love that ponytail." <laughs> yeah, it's his jacket really gets me on. Off, <laughs> on, no, gets gets him on. But uh, also, he's not wearing the jacket during that scene. But yeah, but she saw it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I just I love how dirty they're making everyone look. By the way. With like right here in the beginning, yeah, all these poor, 
These poor people are just dirty. There's just the dirt on their faces. Yep. Costume department. More dirt on the on the hillbillies. <laughs> just they're not dirty <laughs> enough. Just... They look like human beings. We need them to look like the incarnation of you know filth itself. So now we um you know we we see our first glimpse of uh you know the villainous people, right? And uh well the the son, because he's like you know, we'll have, I'm going to have the boys scare him because he's talking to the sheriff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how much you want to bet the boys, quote unquote, won't scare him at all? You know, it seems likely. <laughs> I don't know, though. The boys might. The boys do the stupidest job scaring him, too, because they're really not good at it. <laughs> like, they're just like, aha, snakes. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, what I like about that is like, I mean, the idea, I think, behind it was to scare him with snakes. Mm -hmm. But they were supposed to get away without him knowing that they put the snakes there, right? Yeah, and then they're, get off, get off, scot-free. But, like, what was the goal after <laughs> he sees the snakes? I think he gets scared, I guess, because he's a child. And he leaves town because he's like, oh, I saw a snake. I, I didn't mean, know I there were snakes here. Oh. <laughs> um, Anyway, so now we, we get to see Steven Seagal, Jack Taggart, being super charming, right? Because mm. he he's like says to the twins, he's like, oh, my God, twins, you're both so pretty or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, ridiculous. And, and right after that, we're seeing him testing the water and the <laughs> In the woods, and the kids oh, yeah. just peeing in the waterfall, <laughs> and they're having him like he's gonna test the piss waterfall. Yeah, that's how I felt about this movie in general. Like I'm sitting there trying to test the movie, you know, trying to see if it's any good, and then they're pissing Steven Seagal right into my movie. <laughs> well, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I haven't seen a ton of Seagal movies, right? But I, I get the impression that nobody gets one over on him, right? Like that's kind of like every character of his. Like nobody gets anything. No, nobody pulls the wool over old Seagal, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but the idea that he, <laughs> the kid's pissing and he's just holding his arm under the water. I just I'm like, <laughs> this is like a joke on on this <laughs> on this character. I don't really. It doesn't mean anything. And yet I still find it hilarious. I like the idea that they didn't even tell Seagal. He didn't even know. <laughs> they were just like, oh, oh, I fucking have so. this kid piss on him. <laughs> and the kid's the like, director's so annoyed with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So then, you know, once uh, once Seagal's done getting his golden shower, um, <laughs> he, he chases the kid, who, of course, he calls, what are you doing up there, boy? Delightful and, uh, boy constantly throughout this movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> of course, you know, it's a marijuana for farm with some very violent farmers. Mm -hmm. um, and they call him a pretty boy, which I just thought was so funny because I feel like Stephen Skull is like, I think they should call me a pretty boy. <laughs> That's definitely what they would call me, right? And they're like, fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sure. Do, they really, do you really think? That you're a pretty boy 
whatever it's your movie i guess yeah um but then we get our first fight scene uh-huh oh yeah because i like how they mentioned it's a marijuana farm too by the way yeah <laughs> what you doing on our marijuana farm yeah our illegal, illegal marijuana farm it's, it's like okay you didn't need to announce that yeah <laughs> you could have just said what are you doing and you're living all the same <sighs> funny but i have to say the fight scene was kind of not bad yeah not bad at all I, I um, like I actually like Seagal's uh style. And by that I mean I, I do too, I mean. and I hate that I like it. It's I I like that it's sort of it's based on like a it's Aikido. Yeah, he's like fluid it's like I like the I like that he's not ugh, fuck, what am I supposed to say here? <laughs> I like it being like, oh, I've gotta disarm these guys. So he actually disarms them. It's nothing it's nothing it's not super flashy, but in that it actually looks kind of flashy and fun. Right, right. Um, well, because I mean, he is actually a black belt in Aikido. You know, oh, yeah. he's a legit black belt. Yes, yeah, um, you. <laughs> well, I looked it up, and <laughs> you're like, no, he is. It's just the fact. I, I, of well, because I, you know, I was like, yes, this, is this real? But he is. Um, <laughs> he's a black belt in Seagull Kwondo. Seagull Kwondo. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Seagull Fu. Um, yeah, always. The. But here's here's my my issue with that <laughs> that first fight scene. So I didn't mind the you know the, the fight scene choreography and everything. I thought it was cool. And I shouldn't say I didn't mind. I, I actually liked it. But then he gives the kid a gun. Yeah, he's just like, here you go, kid. Here's a handgun pointed tells, at them. He tells what? the kid to watch the adults, and it's like, isn't he with the adults? Like, isn't he one of their kids? Like, what? Yeah, I'm like, what are we? And the kid's like got a glint in his eye, like, yeah. oh, I could fucking do murder now. Um, <laughs> the weird just, guy told me I could. Yeah, you know, you're a federal agent, which I love the idea that we're, we're watching an EPA agent be a, be a badass, by the way. But you're a federal agent and you give a kid a gun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like, yeah, that's funny. Anyway. And the fact, yeah, the fact that he's a, an EPA agent is just kind of weird because he's not with the FBI. He's like, oh, I'm here for the environment. It just, I don't know. It's so strange. I know. Does does do EPA agents have have the ability to arrest people? I, I mean, no. He seems to think know he that they do. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I suppose because of. Uh, Seagal's environmentalism. He was like really trying to make the make the EPA look cool, and I'm like, well, then you should have probably hired another actor to do it. Um, <laughs> They're like, we tried to get Bruce Willis. <laughs> I remember hating how whispery Seagal was. Yeah. Like when I was younger, that was like the thing. I so I remember that Mike had tons had all the Seagal movies. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Mike's parents. I mean, he didn't like personally go out and get them. But I was like, like, why do you have so many Seagal movies? <laughs> he was like, I was like, why do you have so many Seagal movies? And he was like, oh, Seagal's a badass. I I like these movies. I was like, what? And I remember <laughs> being just like, but he fucking just walks around whispering all the time. It's the worst. Um. But anyway, I say all that to be like, we get our super whispery scene with Marg right mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. Hi, Marg. This is yeah. how I seduce women. 
Yeah, well, it's it's an odd little because they're having like a uh, like a lunch or something. What are they having like at the church? You know, like yeah, it's like a picnic, I guess. Yeah, and, and he's he, getting the skinny on everybody from. And the he decides to go, yeah, harass the only woman who's not talking to anyone. Yeah, <laughs> probably because he sees her as like an easy target. <laughs> um. Yeah, and. Uh, like in he, he like he, he does the least charming flirting I've ever seen in my life. I think. So I know. Funny. I know. It's just it's, delightful. Right you know what that. it is, and and I and I think it has everything to do with who Steven Seagal is as a person. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the character here. Um, I just think that he's so full of himself that he doesn't need to charm. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, well, you should already be in love with me. I'm mm-hmm. Steven Seagal. How could you not be? Right. Um, there was a a part after this that I I I did actually like of Seagal's, and I was like, again, you know, it's anything he, that I that he did that I enjoyed. I was like, Ugh. but <laughs> it just makes you feel bad. Yeah, but like I I <laughs> exactly, but I did think it was kind of funny. So he's uh. He's coming up on what was his name, Cotton, Mister Cotton, or whatever, the older guy with the falling apart shack house. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I could I can come fix your house, and he's like, you know, uh, no, I don't want to fix it because it's, uh, you know, then I'll feel like I have to sell it or what. I can't remember exactly what he said. So he, and, he says, um, no, I don't want you to fix it because then I might like it. Oh, that's right. And, and he's, and like, he's you like, you don't well, like your home? Well, no, it's, it's falling apart. Yeah. And he, he he's like, I I, I might want to stay if if you fix it. And right. well, how do you want to stay? Because it's falling apart. And it's and then and then I actually like that part a lot too. Like it's, I liked it a lot because that's kind of like a Zen riddle. Yeah. I mean it was it was kind of fun because I I it was more that particular character than Steven Seagal or Jack Taggart. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, this is actually kind of interesting. Like, I know I. I there were a couple like, of points where I felt like they could have made a uh, a decent enough movie that wasn't trying to be a cool action movie. Not that it would have been better if it wasn't, but like there were actually a couple of human points where I was like, these are actually some of these characters are somewhat interesting. Yeah, they so. they built some empathy. Which is weird. I was <laughs> when you said before, like they they wanted less character building. Like they actually did a good job. Some some of them. Not, I know, right? I mean, they made them a little small, bit two dimensional, but yeah. Well, you know, like, if they took away character building, I guess you know you're lucky you get anybody who's any dimension at all. Yeah, that's true. They're like less character building. I will say though. Well, you know what? I'll save it for the rank. Actually. Um, so, so, so now we're gonna get you know the the part we talked about with, with the snakes, mm-hmm. and he's sleeping with the maps as a blanket, which I just think is hilarious. <laughs> he's he's like the most fake asleep ever. Like yeah, oh I'm asleep. Ah, I'm not actually asleep. You thought I was asleep. <laughs> oh, you got me. Immediately jumps up. You know, like yep. he's so alert. Fooled us um, all, Mister I, Mister Martial Arts. <laughs> Um, and of course, Rattlesnake, you're no match for Jack Taggart. Yeah. Or ta- Taggart? Target? Jack? What was his name? <laughs> I believe it was Jack Taggart. 
I keep wanting to call him Jack Swaggart, and I think Jack <laughs> Swaggart is from a movie. I just can't think what. That does sound really familiar. I'm going to look it up. Not but Jack I thought Swaggart. it was... It was a really interesting, like, weird... I shouldn't say interesting, but weird, like, double take they did of him catching the snake as it strikes. Uh, oh, know? yeah. That didn't feel, like, real at all. I was like, it was like, why are we doing this twice, you yeah. know? It was very, like, I don't know if it was a trickery kind of thing, like... Like it was supposed to look like he caught it, and like you know, couldn't actually catch it. Whatever. Yeah, I yeah, I have no idea. So I, I looked it up. By the way, it's uh, Jack Jack Swaggart is um, the actual astronaut from Apollo thirteen who Kevin Bacon. Plays. Oh right, okay. the real person. So still, uh, we but we know him as a yeah character as a character in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't actually know the man. Or oh. And that, now we're we're going to get back to uh, Sarah Kellogg again, where um, you know kind of learn a little bit more of her backstory that she's uh, ostracized, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, for oh, we don't know yet for what yet, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for killing her dad for murder, um, is that all? Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I already kind of feel a little bit bad for Sarah. You know, mm -hmm. I was like. Eh. I'm surprised that I feel bad for this person. Oh, I know what it is. She's trying to buy stuff at the grocery store. Yeah. And she's getting, she doesn't have the money, right? Because they're not, nobody's buying her honey. And uh, she takes out the PB&J and spam, mm -hmm. but kept the paper towels. Yeah. I don't need to eat as long as I can clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Seagal, so Seagal, and this, I, I don't know. Well, I, you know what? I'm curious what you're going to say about it. Seagal <laughs> buys all the honey. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the spam on the PB&J, too. Um, what did you think of that as a plot device? Um, I mean, it... It's it's okay except for except for the fact that Seagal comes off as creepy no matter what he does. That's okay. So that's what I was thinking, because because the clerk's like, "What are you gonna do with all that honey?" Yeah, and Seagal gives like the dopiest look yeah. ever, and like a normal human being would just be like, "Oh, he's doing something nice," but Seagal somehow it's always it's always creepy and weird. He's like, "I'm planning to manipulate her." <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much, but. Because it's kind of sweet that he's buying all this honey, but just that mm -hmm. look, I'm like, what's mm -hmm. wrong with this fucking guy? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, you know, they're like, oh, it's nice that you're being nice to her after what she did to her daddy. Mm -hmm. Which, again, uh, is murder. So that's... <laughs> just want to emphasize <laughs> that it's not just like, oh, it was a scandal a couple of years back. Oh, yeah, it was a horrible murder. That's what it was. <laughs> that is quite the scandal. And I, I don't even remember, but he's back with the twins again because they're mm. they're the ones telling him that it's nice that he's being nice to her or whatever. And he's just, like, so condescending with them. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to come off as, like, charming, flirtatious banter. And oh, he but just, it doesn't. Yeah, he's just like, oh, you're women, so you're beneath me. <laughs> or you should be if you're not. <laughs> and, I think and then, and then they the... have to act like they like it. Like, yeah, exactly. 
And uh, that's just the best acting in the movie, I think. <laughs> anytime, anytime a woman doesn't act completely repulsed by him. Excellent job on their part. So now this he's going to get attacked by these guys again, right? And, uh, random random attacks all over this town. <laughs> Although I'm kind of I'm kind of with the sheriff on this, like because the sheriff at some point is like, okay, there's a fucking brawl. Like you can't just like I get that you're the carpenter or whatever that came here with the church and all this stuff, but like you can't just have a brawl in the middle of here right here. And he continually has brawls throughout <laughs> throughout town. Well, but I mean, you know, it keeps getting attacked by these morons. That's also um, true, but like at the same time, we didn't have massive brawls before this <laughs> asshole showed up. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um so we get another fight scene here, and again, I'm surprisingly into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. Which one is this is he says I'm damaging my lumber for the house. Yeah. I'll right. just use my hands. Which yeah. I'm like, God damn it, Seagal. I really <laughs> liked that line. That was kind of fun, but everything else is still stupid. Because, <laughs> like, of course, he happens to have like a big a big stick that he can use as a bow staff, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not sure what he was gonna do with that, but all right. Um but yeah, I I, I enjoyed that scene. I thought it was um you know, the fight scene. I thought that was it was kind of cool. I, I I enjoyed the line. <laughs> begrudgingly um so, so then i you know he goes back to the church you know because he's staying in the basement i guess mm -hmm. and um he's uh he's giving him giving the preacher what for you know telling him what's what like you know the moral what do you call it you know he's like he's like <laughs> you should be better yeah, <laughs> I, I was hoping you were gonna save me <laughs> No, no, I'm no one of my Captain Sabaho. I'm not gonna jump in. I'm gonna let you drown. No, Steven Seagal is Captain Sabaho. Absolutely, but uh, no, yeah, that's uh, he's 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 dressing down the uh, whatever you call him, the the preacher. Like you know, how can you let this go on just for them paying for your church and giving you money and making you be able to live and all that stuff? And he's like, well, you know. And then we're gonna get to see Margie uh, really digging old Stevie here, you know. Yeah, again, again with the acting, just fantastic stuff. <laughs> Why do you do this? Uh, you know, <laughs> do it because the money's so good. I actually thought yeah. that was a cute answer. It was like <laughs> nah, the you're, you're loving it all. That's just it's just all the all that is to it. <laughs> well, I mean, wasn't it kind of cute? Yeah, I guess it, it, it wasn't the worst in the world. Again, well, if it was anyone considering else... how what every other interaction has been like, yeah, no, it was all right. Yeah, but what were you gonna say? If it was anyone else in the world, if it was any other one other than Seagal, it would have been cute. I don't know. Just and this, this isn't even just with like the potent notables or whatever. This was just in general, like life. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, we knew this about like I don't think my potent notables surprised you. you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. We were like, oh, Seagal did that. That doesn't sound like him. Um. So then we see Sarah finding a gun in his truck. Mm -hmm. And I was, I, I wrote like, I'm curious what the Sarah finding a gun in his truck thing will will amount to, mm -hmm. and it amounts to nothing. So I'm <laughs> not really sure why they kept that in there. And the the editor fell asleep. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um. 
<laughs> this is where I'm like, is he wearing a different ridiculous jacket and every? Oh, scene? he was. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, Your suspicions are confirmed. Now we get to see Chris Christopherson. I know the for bad the first guy. time. He just, they talk, like there's chewing on the scenery, and then there's this. I don't know. Like, well, him being a dick to his son is just delightfully goofy. <laughs> Every goddamn time. Yeah. So He's like, oh, like, here's my fuck up son again. Hey, fuck yeah. up son. And it's like, Dad, don't call me fuck up son. I told you. Ah, okay, fuck up son. Ah. <laughs> and also, he got like a woman that he that he like keeps around just to be around, like when he insults his son. I think. Yeah. Just to be extra emasculating? I don't know. It's great. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. And then we, we cut back to Jack and Mr. Cotton. Mm. And they're kind of adorable together. <laughs> it's really a love story between them. It probably would have been a better movie. Um, <laughs> you know, broke back Kentucky. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of the same movie. <laughs> and I, I get to the, you know, I'm, I'm sort of at the point now of like, you know, how their criminal enterprise where I'm like, why don't you just kill everyone in the town? Yeah. Then, well, then you don't have to worry about any of this. You just kill everybody. It's his hometown, I guess. But like, I don't really know why that matters, you know? Yeah. I mean, he clearly doesn't give a shit. Chris yeah. Alverson. And I'm sort of like, why is your son still there? Yeah. <laughs> I guess to, to watch over the. Oh, that's true. I guess he's he's like you know, quote unquote, running it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Keep him out of his hair, I guess. You know. And now we get, we meet uh, Sarah's brother, who I actually thought was Eric Roberts at first. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's Stephen. That would be like a that would be a very very reasonable casting, frankly. I would. I don't. I wouldn't imagine him to be above that at all. So. Well, I feel like. Stephen Lang and Eric Roberts kind of play the same characters, don't they? Um, I hadn't thought about it, but yeah. Uh, and I, I was like, why does he look so familiar to me if he's not Eric Roberts? <laughs> That's what I said to everybody. Wait a second, this isn't Eric Roberts. I don't know them at all. <laughs> and then I realized he's the Avatar bad guy. Oh, oh, is he? Yeah. Just some years have passed. Oh, more environmental destruction. Yeah. This guy hates Ten the environment. Years, exactly. Ten years after this movie was released, he was uh, <laughs> an environmental bad guy again in a much bigger movie. Wait a second. It's weird to me that only ten years of chronological time separate Avatar and this. I don't know why. <laughs> they seem to be from very different eras in my head. Well, I mean, they were. We I were... We were in middle school when this came out, I think. Yeah. I guess or it's high just more, about, I don't know. More about our lives, I guess, maybe than anything else. Well, the separation between mid 20s and mid teens is true. a large gap. And the separation between mid 20s and mid 50s is, not, is, a, is a smaller gap than that 10 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they have him meet Seagal, and he seems kind of nice. And of course, as soon as Seagal leaves, I get well. I guess he's a dick. Mm -hmm. um, I actually thought he wasn't all that convincing nice to begin with because, like, it was so like. No, I so don't think so either. It was so forced. Like, he's like, "Yeah, we should go hunting, Steven Seagal." And Steven Seagal's like, "Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nobody nobody was enjoying this interaction. <laughs> it wasn't really fooling anyone. And, that, and that's including Seagal, who's like, all right, let's, I found somebody who's actually kind of weirder than me. Well, not weirder, but creepier for right now. So I can't remember what happened here. Why did Marge come running? Um, was this was this when they find out Mr. Cotton is uh, is hurt? Yeah, that this is when the bad guys might have gone and roughed up Mr. Cotton because they saw him get out of the car with Steven Seagal, which actually um, is kind of my favorite part of the movie. I kind of like wanted more of Mr. Cotton in the movie because um, I thought it was like weirdly good character building again because. If this is, I don't know if we're quite there yet or not, and we're, we're just there now because I've decided. That, you know, we, we talked to Mr. Cotton, and uh, Steven Seagal sort of realizes that Mr. Cotton knows more than he's letting on and everything, and he's not quite right. a simpleton. And uh, it feels weird calling him Mr. Cotton, like he's like a children's show character. <laughs> but um, and Mr. Cotton's like, yeah, no, you're a cop, right? And he's like, well, I'm not a cop, but yeah, and you sort of you're sort of learning that that this guy knew more than he let on, understood things pretty quickly, kind of knows what's going on a lot more than he was letting on. And right. I think that the actor, Harry Dean Stanton, who's also I only also know him from Alien, um, he does a good job of earlier in the movie, he really does seem very simple, but like in a kind of an exaggerated way. And at first I thought, oh well, that's just like this is the kind of movie that requires you being simple in an exaggerated way because it's goofy. But yeah that's the character like pretending to, to be simple, you know? So I thought that that was actually a nice little bit of acting and a nice little bit of character because the character is not simple, but he pretends to be around those, those bad guys. So. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you actually on this, but um, we'll get to that when we do the rank, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, but yeah, the, she she comes running because he's like carrying him into the hospital, which he's carrying Mr. Like, Cotton like a he's baby. carrying an adult man. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, I I mean I get it. I'm not like I'm not saying that it's it doesn't make any sense at all. But mm -hmm. it just looked really goofy. Plus, I mean Seagal's a large guy. He's like six five. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Um. I liked that the uh, the people at the doctor's office were like, I actually liked that they were okay with him bringing Mister Cotton in, and because like immediately some someone who works there is like, oh, go into exam room four. I actually like that because it's like, oh, this guy's actually really badly hurt. The, the kid right. with the radiation poisoning—that's bad. But like, he can wait a sec. So now you know the cops show up again, right? They're like, okay, mm -hmm. really hurt. You're involved. We're gonna arrest you. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting that he's just like, look, you know who I am. You know, I know who you are. Let's just stop this. Mm -hmm. and that was interesting. He was like, okay, I'm done, like, you know, being undercover. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's now overcovered. Yeah, it just was like, it just, it felt a little bit bizarre. Um, it was, but um, I kind of like that too, because it's like, all right, fuck it. I don't, you know, whatever. And, and then right. it's kind of a, uh, like, I can't actually. I can't actually remember this part. So go ahead, because I had something to say, and then I'm not even sure if I'm thinking the right part. Well, he's just like you know. I mean, he's like, look, look I can arrest you just mm -hmm. as much as you can arrest me. So fuck off. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And uh, I, I actually, I did kind of like it. I was like, okay. Because at first I'm like, really? You're just, you're blowing your cover now? But it's, I guess he's more just like, look, they clearly know who I am because they keep trying to fucking arrest me and beat me up, right? So let's stop the charade. <laughs> Guys, I think my cover might be blown. Yeah. And then he just kicks all the cops' asses and leaves. It seemed like um, a bad idea, but it worked fine. So I guess it really wasn't. <laughs> well, you know, when you can't when you can't stay armed against somebody, I guess yeah. uh, you know, I guess you can't get them. But mm -hmm. um, enjoy that Sarah's then like, "Who are you, Mister Taggart?" Mm -hmm. He's like, "I'm um, Mister Taggart." You just said. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got he 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 says this thing to her about like. That he patrols the rivers, like it's thousands of miles of river. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if it was him or if it was, you know, Chris Christopherson, whoever it was. I'm just like, really, thousands of miles? That seems excessive. <laughs> you know, it's the mighty Shrekaton oh, River. Yeah, yeah. I know what it was. It was, he was saying that they're poisoning, you know, poisoning this water and it's going to, it's going to, permeate for thousands of miles and yeah. i'm like no i don't think that's true <laughs> and we're never really established also by the way what what kind of toxic waste we're really dealing with here it's just it's the bright it's green just, kind that turn you into the joker yeah it's just toxic waste there's it's just generic cartoon toxic waste it's the kind of the bad guys in captain planet like to dump around well i, I like the idea i mean usually toxic waste isn't just acid that burns you you know <laughs> but apparently this one is a neon green acid no wonder that kid is having a bad time of it you know <laughs> exactly and they're drinking water geez <laughs> and now we get another scene with chris christopherson and his son you know mm -hmm. which honestly just i wanted more of that <laughs> I, I just thought it was so funny like what a dick he was <laughs> guys going out of his way to be insulting to his son it's great I, I know. I, and i don't even remember what happened here but he like he says something to him and then his son just like kind of repeats it back as a question he goes what what the hell are you goddamn parrot yep that's that's why i think that chris christopherson is having fun with this role because it's just oh so my god he seemed like he was having fun <laughs> and like he's kind of not in like every time that he shows up it's like a it, i don't want to say it's a different movie but like he's not in a lot of the scenes with the rest of the cast at first so like every time he shows up it's like you know establishing shot to skyscraper and it's just yeah. him. like it's like oh well we're trump tower suddenly like why is this a feel like such a different movie out of nowhere uh, and he's like doing shady business deals out of nowhere like i don't know i love it i know i yeah every, every time that i saw him come on screen i was like yes more <laughs> of this please more chris christopherson less chris chris not person I don't know. Let's, let's cut that. <laughs> no, I'm not cutting that. There's not a chance in hell. No. <laughs> so anyway, so now we get the uh, you know the 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 hit that Chris Christopherson has placed on Jack Taggart, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to go after him. The big truck versus the tiny old truck. Um, this was the stupidest hit of all time. Can I just say? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to the scene itself, like as an action scene later. But like. What the fuck? Like, are there are there 
are there uh what are they called hitmen are there assassins that you can go to and be like here i want you to drive run him off of a high mountain highway with a fucking mac truck and they okay that sounds like a reasonable way to murder someone <laughs> what the hell fucking weirdest thing of all time well so i'm okay with the idea of running him off the road because then it looks oh, like an accident right? okay yeah well the the idea of running somebody off the road as a kill <laughs> okay i can understand right it's like a, it doesn't... it's like it's like a gta mission like yeah. <laughs> oh. but the mac truck part of it was very odd like why <laughs> yeah why the mac truck and also like you didn't think to hit your brakes? You're in a fucking <laughs> Mack truck. You can't see. No, you can't. You're going to a cliff. And like, because what was he thinking? Like, because he has to have known that that the world stopped. You know, right. like there's there's clearly no world beyond that. It's not like there was it was it wasn't like a roadrunner. He painted he painted it like there's more road. You know, I um, mean, what? Who? Why does he? Why does he think the guy his mark? Yeah. Is, standing in front of the truck yeah waving his arms yeah and like and he and is he thinking well i gotta get the kill no matter what so i'll kill him and i'll still go off of the fucking mountain because that's how that's how like physics works but at least i will have made the kill like is that what he's thinking it was he's a very like, poorly this, thought i don't know this this truck has airbags right yeah oh yeah he'll be fine <laughs> don't worry or like I my seatbelt on yeah he's i always buckle up so I don't know, like the scene the scene itself is one thing, but goodness gracious, this this assassin. Like Chris Christopherson needs a better class of assassin on his yeah. on his speed dial here. I don't know if I uh, quite trust this guy. Um, so as, as is it after this that we we go to the dance now? Um at some point after this, I don't know specifically when like <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's yeah. fairly soon after this that he's like, okay, time to put on some more ridiculous clothes and, <laughs> and go to a dance. And, and like, yeah, the dance, the dance kind of comes out of nowhere because he tells what's her name? Sarah. Marg 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 Helgerson. Yeah, <laughs> he tells Marg her Helgenberger. So Marg Helgerson. Um, he's like, I saw that there's a there's gonna be a a street dance. And it's like there's gonna be a street dance. Where'd this come from? <laughs> like, since when is there a street dance at this time? I don't know. It seemed out of nowhere, but and then it's like a whole the whole town is there for a fucking hoedown. So okay. Well, you know, I mean that happens in yeah, town. Okay. You know, I, in town park, and you have music. And I would I wouldn't know if it happens or not, but but uh, I mean whatever. I'm I'm willing to accept that. So just felt out of nowhere. It did. Um, but but he's he's obviously Seagal now <laughs> he's gonna go play guitar. Yeah. I feel like it was Seagal just being like, show them I know how to play guitar. Yeah. Put it on put it on camera. It really was because it's so awkwardly put in where Marg Helgenberger's character is like, Can you play guitar for no reason? Just I'm asking yeah, out of nowhere. Exactly. Like, yes, actually, I can't. How did you know? And she's like saying to the musicians, can he play your guitar? And then conveniently, oh, this one old musician guy happened to drink way too much and passed out right now. And also, we don't care about him. We're just going to let him collapse. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing was very silly. And then we um, get him playing, I guess, I guess guitar that I like, since apparently I kind of like <laughs> some of the music in this movie. So I feel ashamed of myself now. 
Um, so yeah, so now, now of course, uh, <laughs> Chris Christopherson and the Sun is gonna is is gonna what? I don't know. Attack <laughs> Marg here for some yeah, this, reason. This didn't even seem like calculated at all. This just no, seemed to be I him. Mean, just oh, I'm I'm drunk and horny. Like okay, so but was he even horny, or was he just? I think so. I did feel like the motivation was that he he was pissed off at Taggart, and so yeah. he was like antagonizing him. But I'm like, he's beating up all your guys. Like, why mm -hmm. would you antagonize this guy? Seems like a bad idea. He almost gets away with it though. Yeah, almost. You're not worth it. But then he makes a stat. I can't remember. He said something that was uh, mean to Sarah, right? <laughs> something that was mean, exactly. And he yeah. says that's that's worth it. Yep. And then he's apologized to the lady, right? It's just it's such like it's it's just it's such like male fantasy, you mm -hmm. know. And. The acting for her was that she was supposed to be happy that he did that. With yeah. this guy st <laughs> standing in front of her in pain, going, I'm sorry, ma'am. And she's yeah. like, Oh, that's so like hot that he did that for me. He's so chivalrous. Yeah. It's like, That's my big Stevie. That um, seems well chivalrous, if nothing else. Yeah. So, and now he's going to go back to dancing with her. Because, you know, she's all horned up, right? Mm. And I love that when he's dancing with her, he's just looking over her. <laughs> he's not, like, looking at her. It's not like this nice. He's just like, yes, you are now under my foot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the way it is, I think, with him. So, yeah, nothing strange there. And... And was so, I mean I mean I guess we skipped over that Chris Christopherson being like, hey, you know, you know, my son's an idiot. Want to come talk? Oh he right, Chris Christopherson. This is, this is his first part in the in the movie proper, and not right, and not right. adjacent to the movie. I forgot about that. Yeah, he he's trying up. to bribe Steven Seagal. He's giving everybody tickets, vouchers to his casino, which he also has a casino now. I don't know where that came from. It felt yeah, I think that's what it like what his thing is, is that he owns a casino. But that was funny too because I'm like, oh I guess he's a casino guy. You yeah. Know? Yeah I didn't realize that because the movie is he's just such he's such a generic I'm I'm evil rich guy. And it's like it didn't matter how he made his evil rich guy money. You know it's not relevant. So then he had a casino and I was like all right I guess that's how it is. He owns a casino and a toxic waste Oh yeah, business. Those those always go together, right? Yeah. Um. So so anyway, you know, obviously, the you know, Jack Taggart, he would never take a bribe. Oh yeah. And um. And then the the church is burning. <laughs> we here at the EPA don't take bribes, mostly because no one ever thinks to offer them. <laughs> right. Exactly. But the church is burning and there's no fire trucks. Just the uh -huh. whole town watching oh, yeah. burn. They just come out and look. That's yep. that's how they handle fires up in up in Appalachia. Uh and then um now we go back and Sarah's older brother is pretty upset with her for some reason. And he burns all her bees. I'm like, well, that's fucked up. What yeah, those bees do? They didn't do anything. It's it's all his fault. That's why all the bees are dying because he burned them all. 
Yep, exactly. Jealous older brothers, I swear, who ha who have weird relationships with their younger sisters because he was all jealous. Remember, are you sleeping with him? And he's like, "You whore." Yeah, and then you know, and he's like, "It's gonna go back to the way it was before Dad died." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, clearly we're intimating that uh, he used to rape his sister, so that's fun." Well, yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <We will. laughs> but before this has happened, he's he's oh right because he comes up to him at the church and he's like, "Um, I'm you know I'm gonna help you. I mm -hmm. can't do this, you know." And I I think it's interesting that he's still like pretty suspicious of him, mm -hmm. even when he's doing this. Like, yeah, okay, you're gonna help me now, huh? Um. And that's when he goes back and he's with her and he's like, what do you think? I'm a fucking idiot. Hmm. I'm not helping this guy. I'm going to kill him. Um, but then they, you know, so they go up and meet. <laughs> and then they, they ride in this fucking awesome little go-kart. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just like uh, Steven Seagal's plane from earlier. It's just, I just want to drive my cool thing. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, we got a bunch of people that turn into the Joker mm -hmm. um, after that. <laughs> Crime has gone up a thousand percent in Gotham City. Why? Oh, well, we did have those people who got into that big martial arts brawl at the toxic waste dump. Yeah, exactly. We should really close that place off. You haven't noticed that, like, you know, a big portion of the town are all face-painted? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, it's, just, it's Gotham, you know? Yeah, right. We look the other way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so we get the fight there. And, Especially for um, Two-Face. And <laughs> so, so we so we get the fight there, and then we uh, and then, you know, he kills her brother. Um, I was just like, oh, this is still going. That wasn't the end. This wasn't the final showdown. <laughs> oh, yeah. This I, th is... I thought we were about to see the final showdown. This is the first of our, I don't know, three or four final showdowns. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, I meant to say this. He was like, he, oh, I forgot to say this when they were at the dance. But he, did you notice he goes up to her and he goes, let me take care of this baby or whatever it is. He calls her baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they're—he's calling her baby, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they've progressed this far in their relationship. They've known each, they've known each other for three days, but you know, yeah, they're like hey, an exclusive baby. item now. And she's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You call me baby, and I'll move out of the way. Yes, of course. Um, and well, now we we get we get to see their their first on screen kiss mm. when he gives her to Witsack. Mm -hmm. which wasn't Witsec. And <laughs> I have to say, you know, I mean, I guess the only thing, that it establishes that his boss is bad, right? Mm -hmm. So this is how he discovers that. But other than that, I'm like, what are we doing with this here? <laughs> yeah, it felt a little meandering at this point, huh? Yeah. Um, and they're just shooting wildly in the middle of a diner, Yeah, as one does. Of course. And then he, he's like, "Tell your boss I'm coming for him." Mm -hmm. And uh, he, you know, he shoots the the flare out of his hand. Yeah, which I, I actually kind of liked. Really? And then he's like, uh, <laughs> "Or no, he can, tell your boss I'm coming for him." And then he's like, "Hold on, on second thought, I'll tell him." 
Mm -hmm. And I thought that was kind of a cool line. But I was like, really? You're going to kill him in cold blood? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get that you're, you know, I, I'll, I'll talk about this scene when we talk about action scenes later because I have a couple of things to say. But, <laughs> but I did it. like that he eventually, that he didn't, you know? But it's just funny to me because now I'm like, but it, but he was going to kill him in cold blood. Mm. And then Warner Brothers was like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> We're just going to take that out. We don't want you to do that, though. <laughs> so, so now now he's uh, he's got a warrant for uh, Chris's Chris Christopherson's arrest, yeah. right? And um, and he you know he gets him, he takes him to court, and nothing really happens. Yeah. Um, it is sort of satisfying that he's trying to use the courts, though, you know. Well, it's a it's an interesting little part that like, oh, that you're like, oh, they got him, and then they go to court, and he pleads guilty, and then they're like, all right, well, you have no dollar fine. Yeah, and it's like okay. I guess, I guess the this trying to I I don't know it's I don't really love like the the courts never work argument, but I guess just in this case it's. You know, it's like uh, it's just saying that it's a drop in the bucket for him. You know, right, right. I mean, so he pled guilty to the. Well, so what I like about it too is it was like I didn't get enough, mm -hmm. right? And and then he he randomly lies to him and says I don't work for the EPA anymore. That which, was out. Of, yeah, that was out of nowhere. That's okay though. And then, and then later he's like, by the way, I was lying about that. I yeah. do work for the EPA, and it's like. I was I was hoping there would be a third turnaround. Uh -huh, I really don't work for the EPA. Anymore. <laughs> I got you that second time. <laughs> but I, I just like like I, I'm thinking about the character of Chris Christopherson. Like yeah. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you, know, like, you got yeah, me, okay. I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right, you don't work for I'm confused. Who do you work for now? I, I don't yeah. care, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Am I supposed to like did you think I was gonna incriminate myself because I thought you didn't work for the EPA anymore? Yeah, it's really bizarre. Um but I, but I, I did really like that he was just like, you know, the the whole point of this was to catch him and arrest him, mm -hmm. and it wasn't to kill him, mm -hmm. which I actually, I think there's a bad trope in action movies where it's like, we got to kill the bad guy, kill the villain mm -hmm. in the end, instead of like seeking justice, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I, it's a good point, and um, in this case particularly, because poisoning a small town, you know, dumping toxic. These are bad things, but they're also not an automatic death sentence. I don't think, you know, right. Where like, yeah, that guy should go to jail for like a long time. Probably. I don't know that he should be shot in cold blood though. So I agree. Um, but so now he's going to the casino and of course he's like, just, you know, the immovable, the, uh, irresistible force, right. Mm -hmm. He's walking through here and, I love that all the experience that, that uh, Chris Christopherson's character, I, I just keep saying that because I don't remember what his fucking name was. Doesn't but, matter. But, but all the experience that he's had with this guy, and he's he still is like, I'll bet you, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever it was that he's on the ground in 10 seconds or whatever. whatever yeah, talk about false bravado. What have you yeah. seen so far that makes you think any of your goons can take him? Yeah. I haven't I'm been like, able to yet. Yeah. <laughs> you literally called him a pit bull earlier. Yeah. Christ, this guy's a pit bull. You know, and it's like, right, he's he remains that way. So what are yeah. you 
Um, he, didn't, he didn't forget martial arts in the interim. <laughs> I did enjoy, though, that the one guy was like, good luck with this incredibly large fellow. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> it, it was, it, I don't know if it's the same rich guy, but I like when he come, he beats up some guys whenever he comes in and he's like, one of the rich guys at the table with Chris Christopherson is like, well, okay, goodbye then. I, have no, <laughs> I don't know you and I don't want to, so goodbye. <laughs> I enjoyed this like random sassy older like rich guy. Like, okay, yeah. this is obviously beyond me, so I'm gonna go away now. And Steven Skull's like, all right, go away. But uh I was also I found that kind of funny. So um I have to say that I really I mean I've already mentioned this, but I really liked that he wants him to face justice, mm -hmm. you know. Um but anyway, yeah, he you know eh, you Ah. Again, I'm like begrudgingly. I'm gonna say that I uh, I liked this line where he's like, "You're gonna have to spend the rest of your life basically trying to decide if I'm a bad shot or a good shot," you know, mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, and then he goes home to Marg, and uh, I actually thought it was kind of sweet that he bought a bunch of bees. Oh yeah, that was. You're right. I forgot. I forgot that happened. I, I was like, "What do you buy a bunch of flowers? Oh, bees. Okay, cool." <laughs> and that's how it ends. Yeah, it's that's that's our like third of three final showdowns, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weirdly. Like I kept getting, ah, no, okay. No, <laughs> oh. no, no, not not quite yet. Well, that's it. That's the whole movie. That's our movie overview. And now we go on to the rank. A rank. So the rank, here we are. It's where we rank the movie based on 10 categories. Story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase slash fight scenes, film coherence, hero appeal, villain appeal slash hatred, supporting characters appeal, and the final showdown. We rank it on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the best. Our first category is story, and Zach starts. Well, I gave story a three. I wasn't really sure what to give story. I thought it was okay. Um, it's kind of an odd story for an action movie. Like, I know. EPA and their illegal dumping is, is kind of strange, but when when seen through the through the lens of uh, like environmentalism. That's, I guess, understandable. Um, I liked the story a lot for a lot of, for, not a lot. I liked the story <laughs> a good bit for some of the characters and for some of, it was surprisingly, like, thoughtful. Um, like I said, it kind of, you could have made, like, an actual movie about this without action movie stuff. <laughs> but as an action movie, it was it was strange. So I decided maybe I should have gone more like two point five. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say three. I thought it was interesting and different, so that's good. I actually gave it a three point seven five. Oh, okay. So I was worried I, I gave it a little too high, but no. Yeah, I I felt similarly to you. I, I found the story to be kind of intriguing. Actually, mm -hmm. the guy comes to town to end the pollution in the you know in the small town and. I just I feel like this is usually a movie that's told through lawyers mm -hmm. and not investigators. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought the 
the way they portrayed everyone from that town seemed a little reductive except for maybe mr cotton you know mm -hmm. but um I don't know. I, yeah, I, I actually really like this. I don't have much to add from what you already said, but I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was a good story. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now we move on to acting and I am very curious where we're going to, where we're going to end up here. Well, you first. Well, I know. I, I wish that I wasn't going first on this because <laughs> uh, I, I feel like you're going to, I just, I'm curious what you're going to say when I say my score. <laughs> I gave it a 3.25. Okay. Okay. I I just I found Seagal surprisingly passable. And I thought everyone else was kind of what they were supposed to be, you mm -hmm. know? And honestly, Chris Christopherson just made it for me, mm -hmm. you know? Like I couldn't go below a three because I just was like, no, he's he's just too much fun in this movie. Um I just I wish we could have seen him more, honestly. So I'm so curious what you're gonna say though. I gave it a 3.25. No fucking way. Really? I, We're the I, same on this? I can't I, believe we ended up being the same. I honestly thought that the acting was okay. Like right? That, That's how I felt. Pretty much pretty much how you said that like everyone else was what they were supposed to be. Yeah. Like there was nobody who stood out as really bad. Maybe the brother was over the top, but like not like ridiculously over the top, just somewhat over the top. Um he's probably and, the most evil character in the movie. Yeah, he was he was like the act he was actual evil, actually like like he was gnashing his teeth evil, which was a little right. bit much, but, <laughs> but not like not like the end of the world or anything. And um Seagal was not good, but he wasn't so bad. He was right, he was like it was, it, it's weird that he's the worst part of his own movie, but he was okay. So whatever. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm glad that I'm. It made me feel. It makes making me feel a lot better that you did three point two five. Yeah, because I was just like, am I really doing three point two five on here? <laughs> Are we doing this? I feel like it's weird, but I guess we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, so let's go on to the next category, which is uh, originality. What do you have for that? For originality, I gave it a 2.75, which also feels like perhaps a bit much. But, um, you know, it's I think it's the only movie I've ever seen where the EPA is the heroes. So, well, that's so that's actually I gave it a 3.85. Okay, <laughs> because of I do think it's pretty original. I mean, yeah. when you think about it in those terms, so like taking away whether it's good mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. like whether it's something that we needed it, it it is an original idea because i think there's a lot of dramas with this type of theme but not a ton of action movies which mm -hmm. you basically described in story whether you agree that it should be an action movie or not that's neither here nor there it, mm -hmm. it's still original um you know i i actually Kind of liked that Seagal was trying to make an EPA agent look like a badass. Obviously, you know, it shouldn't have been him if, <laughs> if we wanted to make that happen. But, you know, and I, I'm not saying that because, like, Seagal's – I'm not even saying it because of Seagal being a piece of shit or whatever. I just mean, you know, like, it should have been somebody that was a bigger draw, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, ultimately, it is kind of a by the numbers action movie, but uh, mm-hmm. but the, the theme and the story and every, I just thought it was pretty original. Yeah, it feels weird. It um, does feel very strange, but <laughs> but yeah. So now we go on to action sequences, and I give that a two point seven five. So so like lower than some of these other ones. Yeah. Well, there's really only one action sequence, and that's yeah. the, the cave in at the mine, right? Yeah. That was pretty mediocre, I thought. I mean, it's you know, it wasn't terrible or anything, but it wasn't like, wow, what a great, you know, action sequence. So, mm-hmm. what do you have for it? Well, I think you're probably right. I gave it a three, um, but you're you're right that the there aren't really any action sequences. It's all it's all the next category. Yeah, exactly. Um, I sort of I sort of it's kind of a slow movie. You know, there's not really quite so much going on um we get a lot of we get like a lot of like slow moments of of him making connections with these characters and everything which is really interesting um i liked that though me too that's why i didn't like give it a bad grade for this even though i didn't really have all that much action but i mean i don't think i gave it a bad grade either no i yours is probably a lot closer to what i should have given it i don't know why i gave it a three well you know well let's let's go on to the next one um, what do you have for chase and fight scenes? Well, I, I gave that a 3.25 because I thought that they were pretty okay. Um, the fights were pretty pretty fun. I like that they didn't drag on for too long, um, frankly. like I know it's kind of like, the best part about these fight scenes is that they weren't long. Like That's not what I mean. I mean that like... I actually know exactly what you mean by that, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, they could have like had these things going on for like, ever, like just just streams of henchmen and it's like that's not it doesn't make any sense and it's not really just doesn't feel right and um the one thing is i kind of kept thinking you know these guys who are attacking him like at the lumber yard or whatever that is like those are just people's dads and like friends you know like those are just guys right those, those aren't those aren't goons those aren't like hired henchmen they're just some dudes who like their bosses told them to go attack this guy so i felt like maybe he shouldn't like completely kill them but he didn't so right he just he sort of took care of it dispatched them and then that was that and they limped off home you know yeah i liked that i mean the body count on here is pretty low yeah um but yeah so i actually gave it a 4.25 i mm-hmm. i i really rather enjoyed <laughs> the fight and chase scenes yeah um i mean that i guess maybe it the chase scene with uh, the Mack truck and everything is kind of ridiculous, but I, it wasn't I still, bad though, like, but I still liked it. Yeah. Like um, yeah. I mean, is way, way more than I thought I would actually like it. I was, I was, I was like, kind of like, this is kicking some ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Go fire yeah. down below. Not what I was expecting, but cool. This movie could have been so much worse than than a lot of the elements. You know, like it could have been just had horrible, horrible, horrible characters. But the characters were kind of kind of a high point. It's just interesting as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I remembered liking this movie when I was younger. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen it obviously in probably 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was I, I remembered liking it and I thought, well, this would be an interesting one because I was like, I remember liking it. I probably won't like it as much this time mm-hmm. um but interestingly it was kind of like i i did and i didn't 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I liked it in different ways this time, yeah. which was interesting. Because when I was a kid, I liked it because it seemed like he was actually a, kind of a badass. And this time, I still liked that badass aspect, but not as not as much, you know. Mm -hmm. But I liked some of the other stuff more, um, like the characters and uh, the empathy that was created. Anyway, this is not really a chase fight scene breakdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go on to film coherence, and that's mine. And uh, this one was tough for me. I gave it a three point six. Uh huh. I, I guess the gripe I have is that we, we get the same scene over and over, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the bad guy's son tried to do what his dad wanted. It doesn't work out. The dad calls him a dipshit. Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> as far as plot is concerned, it flows. It, it actually flows kind of well, in my opinion. You know, you're uh -huh. he's supposed to go there. He's supposed to figure things out. He starts putting things together. He figures it out. And, you know, it flows sort of naturally. Um I would say I don't know why we even had the first fight scene with the marijuana farmers. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe to show that he's capable, uh, but I don't know. <laughs> That's, that scene was out of nowhere. Like, yeah. And it didn't go anywhere. You know, just that kid pissing and then yeah. <laughs> he beats up the bird. Like, I, at first I was like, oh, are they going to make like a big anti-drug like point here? But they kind of didn't. Yeah, it was just just a place for him to show off you know fight skills i guess mm -hmm. um so you know it's not great but i actually thought it was above average as far as coherence is concerned so what do you have i gave that one a 2.75 because like you i i was like well everything seemed pretty okay and i think that there were a lot of plot elements that didn't go anywhere um but they weren't huge things that didn't go anywhere it was just like it was just like, oh, that didn't like. For instance, the marijuana farmers. That just it didn't go anywhere. So, it, but it was, but it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. Like we didn't like. I felt like some characters, like say those twins, were introduced and then they were just gone. But I think they were just trying to build, like, sort of round out the people of the town. You know, like show you it's an inhabited place. So not, nothing that was really noticeable to me, except for some of his weird conjecture at the end, oh, like where he's like. He's like, I think you were molesting her. And it's like, wait, 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 whoa, hold on. Where'd this come from? Like, where'd you get, like, all right, Sherlock, we need to relax. <laughs> Where did you, where's your evidence here that any of this actually happened? And, and, like, it just seemed like they were post hoc trying to, like, justify him beating the guy up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wonder if some of that was cut out. Because he was like, I noticed she gets real nervous around you and stuff like stuff like that. That's an interesting point, though, because we see it as an audience, but we don't see him seeing it. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing that kind of bugged me was the the false endings. Like, but like it was like a little Lord of the Rings style. Like we just kept getting endings. Yeah. <laughs> and like, because I was like, oh, this I feel like there's a lot of runtime left for. The fact that we're at the final showdown here inside the mine or whatever it is and it wasn't the final showdown and then he's like okay that's done with and now let's have a quiet moment and then oh no there's still bad guys and then he's gonna fight them at the i guess i guess i'll wait for the final showdown. <laughs> and then he's gonna fight these other guys at the gas station and put everyone's lives in jeopardy and then that's not even the final and he's and then we get he's arrested he's arrested the guy in their court but that then that's not and then i don't know <laughs> let's wait till we get there I was like, they could have 
They could have fit this all in a little bit better, but that's okay. It wasn't the end of the world. Well, what is uh, the next? Oh man, I'm I'm very excited to hear the next category. Hero appeal. Hero appeal. And I'm so glad you get to go first for this. So what do you got? So I was gonna give it a. I was gonna give it a one because just wow. I, in, no, I wasn't. I I'm not, I didn't do it, but I was going to because like in uh, protest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like symbolic yeah. one. <laughs> because okay. this guy only deserves a one, but he really wasn't a one. It was fine, you know. Like, so I gave it a two. And actually, two might be too low, but I can't. I can't, in good conscience, give him a heck of a lot more than a two. But he was fine. He wasn't actually, even if like I liked him as a person or something like that, he wasn't that interesting or charismatic. He only had a few moments that were like kind of. Oh, I guess that was kind of fun. But other than that, he was actually. He was at best inoffensive and boring. Well, I gave it a 4.1. Okay, so that's different. Never mind. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I was very surprised to be giving such a high score. But I was rooting for him. I, I actually really enjoyed him. I, you know, the the fight scenes are kind of what won me over with him more than you know any sort of charismatic acting or anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um but <laughs> I'm right. I was like doing it, and I'm like, I'm not sure what's wrong with me here. You know? <laughs> no, I get, um, I get where you're coming from. I just, I, I don't know. I, but, I did yeah. find him quite flat, uh, as well as like, as well as any personal crap. I, I did find him rather like, well, you know, he's just about anybody else that I've ever seen in an action movie probably could have done this as well or better. So that's an interesting point. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There was no moment where I was like, oh, thank God he's here doing this. There's a lot of like, well, well, actually, you know what? I'm not sure that a lot of other action stars could have done the martial arts quite as well. Well, that's the, the thing. That's I was just about to make that point is that I think it's it's really just the way he choreographs a fight scene because he, he pretty much does the choreography for it. I'm like, it's pretty cool. You know, it's like unique the way he the way he does his um his fight scenes and wins me over and i'm sort of ashamed of myself but you know there we go i i yeah i'm gonna keep <laughs> no. it at 4.1 i you know yeah, keep not, it then you know i'm keeping mine in it too so <laughs> yeah the... i i have to say though the scores that you're giving while not super high are are higher than i thought you were going to do um uh, I felt, and I think I it just goes to way. show that. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I felt that way throughout the entire movie. I was like, this should be worse, but absolutely isn't. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, so let's move on to villain appeal slash hatred. I gave that one a three point seven five. Which, if you've been listening to this whole thing, you're probably like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense because you clearly <laughs> liked Chris Christopherson way more, right? Mm -hmm. And you're right, I did, but we just didn't have enough time with them. <laughs> if they had given me more Chris Christopherson, this might have been a much higher score. More um, Chris Christopherson, less everyone else. Yeah. It it genuinely the movie suffers from not enough of Chris Christopherson. I thought he was a great villain. Uh, mm -hmm. I just he was he had this charm to him, but you still didn't like him and you mm -hmm. wanted him to lose but he was 
charming enough that when he was on the screen, you're like, yeah, this is this yeah, is he fun. Was, I he was fun every time he showed up. Um, yeah. Um, I thought it was like a surprisingly decent depiction of him like being abusive to the son because you could see the son like desperately wanting to please him but also hating him right exactly and that was like i think probably pretty realistic to how that, that how that dynamic actually works i and actually think that the way the guy played the son there mm -hmm. was effective too because he, he was so like um beaten down you know oh yeah like, absolutely he was always looking down he like had difficulty looking people in the eye mm -hmm. that was an you know, I don't know if it was a choice that he made or if he was just, you know, he, that's just how he acts and everything he does. Because I don't know who he is, but <laughs> he, he just sucks. <laughs> but but if that was a choice, I thought it was a good choice. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I didn't give a grade, but um, I gave yeah. What, a, what's your? I gave it a three point seven five. I would have given just Chris Offerson a four, but. Yeah. And, and actually, like the other, the other bad guys were fine too. Like the brother, he was like I said, he was over the top, but fine. Yeah. It's just that, like, I wish it had either, wish it had devoted itself more to any one of them. It felt a little too spread out, like because then we also got the boss from the EPA who was a bad guy, even though he was like barely in it, and we got the guys who weren't who weren't witness protection, who were bad guys too. And it's just like I didn't care if they died, you know. It was like, why, why, why am I angry at them suddenly? Like, it, it really didn't build up to the final showdown with Chris Christopherson as much as it should have, given how much I wanted to see. And, like, they didn't even interact that much for the whole movie, the two of them. Like I said it before, it felt like Christopherson was in his own movie for a bit. I know, I know. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, no, it's still pretty good, though. All right, well, let's go to supporting characters appeal. What do you have for that? I gave that one a four and a half. Like I said, this could have been like its own whole movie, you know? Like, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not trying to say it would have been better if they had gotten rid of Steven Seagal. It would have been. <laughs> but um, how often is it you see an action movie where all the stuff that isn't the action could have been its own movie in it and like been good? So I really appreciate that. And like yeah. I said, I really like the, the couple of the characters particularly. Um, and um, all of the acting from all the supporting characters, including the Reverend now, who I'm learning is not a professional actor, was was perfectly good. And I kind of wonder if I kind of wonder if anybody who has experience living in that part of the country might, you know, oh great, another another depiction where we're all backward simpletons. But right. um, didn't bother me because I don't know anything about that. <laughs> well. It's funny because I I was going into this category thinking like oh, Zach's gonna think I put this way too high. I did a three and a half, <laughs> so lower than I did. Yeah, and you know what? I actually forgot about Cotton, uh -huh. Mr. Cotton, when I was writing this up. Because yeah, he was I, Harry Dean Stanton was. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed him, and mm -hmm. I, I I think that. Sarah was kind of not very enjoyable. Yeah, she was a little flat. Um, I don't know that it was Marg's fault, but uh, <laughs> her name is still Marg. <laughs> but you know, I just felt like everyone was kind of a stereotype, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's just funny that they were all like, "Oh, you're gonna come." They're all like, 
saying to Jack Taggart, oh, you're going to come teach us backward country folk how to live, right? Mm -hmm. You know, damn Yankee type type acting. Um, but, then, but then they all acted like they needed to be saved by him. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of silly. But, uh, but I, you know, that all being said, I still found all most of the sporting characters, including the villains, to be engaging. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So there you go. I, I was shocked that my score was lower than yours. Um, so let's go on to the final showdown. So the final showdown, um, I gave a 4.35. Mm -hmm. So I would guess that if you've listened to every one of our episodes at this point, you know why this final showdown really appealed to me. Because I get so annoyed with the final showdown being you kill the bad guy, mm -hmm. right? That's the end. You kill him. Like, no, like that's not, that does not appeal to me. And maybe it appeals to everybody else but me. And so, you know, maybe it's not, I shouldn't be ranking the final showdown or something, but to me, having him have to face justice, mm -hmm. go through, you know, a court proceeding and, you know, go to jail, like all that stuff. That is that's so much more appealing to me than just killing him. Cause then it's just over, you know, what catharsis do the characters have that he's hurt? Um, anyway, I actually wish it had been a little bit longer. This, uh, this scene, like maybe have, cause he had some like, you know, more climactic fight scenes mm -hmm. before the final showdown on the final showdown. He was just like, ah, I'm just going to go here. And you're <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just, I really enjoyed that he was like, that he wouldn't let him commit suicide by cop, you know? Yeah, that was um, actually really neat. Cause yeah. like they did shoot him, you know? So it is like, well, they did kill him at the end, but they didn't kill him, you know? Like, right. He still has to, I kind of liked, he, you know, he's like, oh, well, I get to kill you for free essentially, since I'm going to be going to jail for the rest of my life either way. Right. Uh, but like, it was actually a good line. Yeah, it actually was, and I like the fact that they, he got him. So you got like the 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 action star killing the bad or you know shooting the bad guy moment, but at the same time, he's actually got to go be in jail. You know, be the info. Yeah. Yes, but um, yeah, it was interesting. And how about the good guy actually? You know, not killing people just mm -hmm. to kill people. Yeah. Um, does he? He kills like. Uh, the only person that he kills, quote unquote, is the guy that he just moves out of the way. Yeah. And the truck goes careening off the cliff. So Everybody that, else he just injures. So that's really interesting. He's got like a Batman approach to it, you know? Well, wait, they what about the first F the first corrupt FBI guy? I think he does kill him, right? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember I if he kills him in the diner or whatever. Yeah. He might have. I actually don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Either way, it's a low body count for an action movie. Absolutely. Well, what, what did you give Final Showdown? For Final Showdown, I went with a 3.25. Um, I actually was tempted to go higher, but like I said, with film coherence and a couple other ones, maybe, I uh, wanted there to be one Final Showdown, not three weird ones that kept putting me off kilter. Um any one of them would have been good, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know. It, it felt very anticlimactic the way it, it, some of it worked. But um, 
and the final showdown with where they're at the uh well the the second the final showdown where they're at the gas station was that one felt awkward to me because i don't know I, I, like you the editing probably ended up kind of weird because like you said they changed some things there and like when the flare gets he throws the flare right because he's gonna burn the entire gas station down i guess the guy decides instead of to run away, he decides to try to catch it. Like he's making a miracle catch in the end zone. Like is that <laughs> that's a is good that, point? Is that, how, good. is that how you go about? Like you do you run away or do you, oh I'll just fucking I'll Odell Beckham Jr. It like what are you gonna like? This is <laughs> I don't know. And then and then Steven Seagal is such a good shot he can shoot it out of his hand in order to then because he throws it and then he catches it and then he's like oh well I'm gonna burn you anyway because I'm gonna shoot the flare out of your hand. But then I'm such a good shot, I'm going to shoot the flare out. Meaning it's no longer, it's extinguished. Like, that was that was all very, that was all very stupid. But, <laughs> but it was funny. actually, it worked for me. I, I, that <laughs> that kind of shit works for me. I don't know why. It was the shooting the flare out that really, well, first of all, it was like the indecisiveness about whether or not he's going to kill the guy. Like, like I'm going to kill you, and I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill like, And then, no, I'm not. Like, who are you playing with here, Stephen? Uh, <laughs> I felt felt like my emotions were being toyed with, but uh, I'm glad he didn't burn the entire place down. That's good. Um, and then, like you said, the the final shot of the casino was again kind of awkwardly edited for me. But um, aside from that, not bad at all. Uh, I kind of wish that they had interacted more throughout the whole movie, so there was more catharsis there. Um, yeah, because like they think they were trying to show that like. He's got some animosity toward him now because he really cares about the town or whatever. But uh, you see, this is the kind of thing though that like I, I don't understand why they do. Like, <clears throat> I actually find it completely believable that this character just cares about the town, regardless mm -hmm. of whether or not he has a love interest. Yeah, you know, like if the movie had just been like him kind of investigating with Mister Cotton. Mm -hmm. I actually think that you would have had uh, a better feeling throughout than the sort of forced romance with Mark. So <laughs> <laughs> how you say that name now. <laughs> but no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, Cause it didn't feel quite natural and um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have gotten the awkwardness with the weird brother. Well, I also, and I do wonder like, you know, what did they take out with the character building? Was there, would we have, did the stuff they get taken out, would there, would it have built more, um, I don't know, appeal for their relationship? Mm -hmm. I mean, I sort of doubt it, but you know, just because of one of the members of the relationship. But the, um, but I just, you know, I wonder like, maybe that was like part of it that there was supposed to be like some growth there. Cause it just feels very like, okay, well they're together now. Yeah. Um, cause he bought her honey. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, that's the rank. I guess we should see where it ended up. Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, cause it's, uh, I, I feel like, it's going to be an interesting spot. So it ended up kind of being where I would think it would end up, actually. Mm. Um, 
but I'm I'm feeling pretty bad for Cliffhanger at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying to decide: is this movie about equal with Cliffhanger? Is it better than Cliffhanger? No, it's it's like kind of significantly better. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to decide in my own mind: is this a better movie than Cliffhanger? Because maybe it's just the way that the the ranking, you know, the specific categories ended up, but. Well, I don't know. I definitely I like the character work better. You know? Well, okay. So let me ask. You, let me ask you this. Um, the the tiers, right? There's S, then A, B, C, D, E, and then F, right? Mm-hmm. So S tier is the '90s, '90 and up, right? There's only two of them in that. I would say A tier is '85 and up, right? Mm-hmm. B tier is 80 and up, C is 70s, D is 60s, E is 50s, and anything below 50 is F. Mm-hmm. So we can agree on that? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, this is a D tier. Okay. And it is the highest of the D tier. It's leading the D tier. It's leading the D tier. So there are three members of the D tier. That is fire down below. Mission Impossible Two and Cliffhanger, <laughs> and it is the best of those three, yeah. according to our rankings. <laughs> Which, like, I'm sort of okay with with Mission Impossible Two, but I yeah. feel like that's not right with, with Cliffhanger. No, I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I. Maybe it's just that I like Stallone more than I like Seagal, and I feel like that's not right. <laughs> Seagal be above feels Stallone. Disre- feels disrespectful, doesn't it? Doesn't it? That's kind of how I'm feeling. Uh, but that's where we're at. I got a 68.75, which means it is uh, 4.35 points ahead of Mission Impossible 2. And 1.6 points behind Jason and the Argonauts. Mm. So, there you go. <laughs> yep, there you go. This Well, I kind of wanted to wrap it up with uh, the fact that this this movie could have gone so wrong in so many ways. And uh, it didn't in a lot of ways. A it lot is of, surprisingly entertaining. Yeah. And I don't know. It worked for me in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. not even not even that mad. Yeah, I yeah, it's um I was I was genuine I was like either Zach is gonna be so anti Steven Seagal that he's just gonna be like <laughs> fuck this movie and tank the rankings for it, or he's gonna like because when I watched it again, I was like, this is actually pretty good. And I'm like, am I just am I like out of my mind here that mm-hmm. this is actually pretty decent? Um and no, I'm glad that like you're you're like somehow yeah i don't know exactly what happened but like they really made the best version of this they could make I'm not sure I'm not sure what went right they should do like an examination like a whole <laughs> like a whole series of what went right well it's and it's funny too because it's like what went right but then it was a huge flop yeah that's true <laughs> that'll teach them to get get something right <laughs> exactly um well anyway uh, so that's it. Uh, Fire Down Below is ranked 21st of uh, 25 action movies. 
In some ways, so, it's up above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's above Mission Impossible 2, Cliffhanger, Bloodsport, and Robot Jacks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Robot Jacks. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. If you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com. Feel free to become a patron on our Patreon site at the at patreon.com slash the rank podcast. Um, and you can listen to all these episodes before anybody else does, or you know, other fun perks like getting shout outs and shit like that. Um for a second I thought you said getting shot at. I was like, damn, we're really taking the action stuff uh very seriously. But yeah, so you know, if you if you'd rather not engage with uh, with money, then you know you can email us at the uh, the rank with John and Zach protonmail um, You can X us because I guess it's X now. So it's Twitter tweet. I don't know. I don't really fucking <laughs> care about that one so much. <laughs> if you want to message us on there, it's at the rank podcast. We're also the rank podcast on Threads. We're on Instagram, which is also the rank podcast, and we've got a YouTube channel, so you can comment on there. That's also the rank podcast. And uh, we have a TikTok, which guess what? It's the rank podcast. So <laughs> you had me going there for a second. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of ways to engage with us, and we'd be happy to hear from you. Um, I do want to let everybody know that normally we would say at the next part, check us out next week when we're ranking the expendables, which the next episode of the action movie series is the expendables but we are moving it to tuesday um it's going along with uh our best picture movie um series so they'll be alternating so it'll be you know best picture one week action movie the next going back and forth on tuesdays um so no longer will we have a saturday um uh release of an episode Hopefully that doesn't bother you too much. And actually, if it does bother you a ton, you know, reach out, engage. Uh, mm. You know, if you uh, if you really want us to have three episodes a week, then um, let us know, and we'll consider it. <laughs> it's about the best we can promise right now. But <laughs> um, but yeah, and hopefully it's not too much of an issue for everybody. But uh. Hopefully we'll see you um, not not this coming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday for The Expendables, starring Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren and Jet Li and Jason Statham and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis and Randy Couture. And I feel like I'm missing somebody. You probably are, but... Uh... <laughs> um, oh, Steve Austin. Steve oh, Austin. okay. And Eric Roberts, actually. <laughs> you name it, they have it. Yep. So, yeah, thanks again for listening, and goodbye. And Rob Rakoff. Okay, is this working now? <laughs> wow. Yes. Good. <laughs>